Okay, Rox, you're doing the introduction. Oh, God help us all. Okay. All <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Uh, what episode is this? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, no. I, f- I know things. Right, okay. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to Merlisten, a monthly podcast about BBC's Merlin, where we talk about the show, the ships, the fandom, and the characters. I'm Miss Snowfox. And I'm Zen Credible. And today we are talking about a brand new topic. It's part of our love to hate category. We have got a episode about costumes. There are going to be a bunch of these, but we're starting off uh, with Merlin and Arthur. We've grouped the boys together and the girls will get their own group. And then we'll have like another kind of episode for anything miscellaneous or anything. Like <laughs> yeah. The miscellaneous nope. character. No, no other characters. Is no important other characters there are uh, other characters. In this no. <laughs> Um, and so that's basically how we're doing this instead of having one big episode, because let's face it, that wouldn't work. So we're just going to do it this way. And to help is going to be hard enough because yeah. I know we all want to talk about Uther. I mean, who doesn't? I always want to talk about Uther. But this is not about Uther. We want to talk about Uther. <laughs> yes, that's true. Oh, God, it's going to be hard. But, uh, but for today, we'll let Merlin and Arthur, um, you know, have their costume moment. And to help us talk about it, we've got our two Merlin costume experts. And you guys know them already as Merlin veterans. But we've got uh, Bad Wolf's Heel, or Connor, as we know him. Say hi. Hello. And we have Diane, the archaeologist. Hi. Hello. Um, yes, so actually both of these guys were really excited to come on for costumes. I know Connor particularly, that's kind of his forte. And Diane, uh, you guys who were not at Coin-A-Lot uh, may not know this, but she actually ran a panel at Coin-A-Lot number two um, all about costumes. So she's also super into And she's a cosplayer and she sews. So it's kind of, you know, yeah. where I she mean, should so be. Is Connor. <laughs> that's true, but like, you know, it's just, I was just adding. She's, a panel. she's like ahead of me. <laughs> Connor wasn't at Coinal. I was just kind of grouping things, all right? <laughs> anyway, here's some news. Potfic Bingo started a new round. It's a multi-fandom Potfic challenge similar to other bingos. Check it out on Dreamwith for more information. The After Common Big Bang Rough Draft check-in is coming up on May the 23rd. Your summaries are due on this date as well. And that has been it for news. Back to rocks. You may regret that decision. Probably. Um... I already do. <laughs> Uh, so we have a talk back today and that talk back is coming from oh god usernames um avalona yeah that's right avalona yeah and uh, they left a comment on our episode review of the curse of cornelia segan and uh, this is what they had to say I'm glad you mentioned the audio commentary of this episode. I really like it too. I was particularly impressed that Bradley was quick to sarcastically point out how the shirtless scenes aren't necessary. Excuse me, they're very necessary. <laughs> I mean, you would say that, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, but still, I feel they're very, they're just, you know, they they show a domestic side of his character. 
Uh, I definitely like that. I mean, you know, because he's always been a bit of a shit talker and just in general, I quite like that he did kind of point out his frustrations and you can definitely feel that he's a bit like, oh, come on, guys. And I wonder if he had a word with the with the directors or the producers about it, because that particular episode is when you see it the most is three instances of him being shirtless and one of the times in the commentary he does go yeah i really had to have my shirt off to put a key in that drawer didn't i <laughs> it's like you know we've clearly seen him wearing a night shirt before it's not like it was well maybe it's know. summer and it's hot in the castle <laughs> in sure. the castle with its you know thick stone walls it's probably yeah, yeah. sweltering inside oh, yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> Um, but yeah, I I think that the audio commentaries are super entertaining and anyone that's not had a chance to listen. I mean, truthfully, I don't even know where you would be able to find them if you don't have the DVDs. But I'm sure if you reached out to somebody, you would be able to find where you can get them. Or if not, you know, you can treat yourself to some Merlin DVDs while you're social distancing and watch all of the Merlin commentaries because they're really funny, especially the ones that Bradley and Colin do. I'm sure that connor and diane will back me up on that they are brilliant they are brilliant yeah. watch the moment of truth commentary forever always all the time yes. I, <laughs> I have literally watched the moment of truth commentary more times than i've watched the moment of truth and that's no lie. and that's no word of a lie i know more lines from the episode like from the commentary than i do from the actual episode i will quote the commentary while watching just the actual episode yeah, it's just fantastic. It's so great. But yeah, so uh, that's that is the only talk back that we have for you today. And I guarantee you, the list of uh, things I'm about to reel off now is longer than the talk back. <laughs> Let's go for it. Um, so if you would like us to react to your comment on the podcast on air, then you should leave a comment at our website, which is merlisten.paracaproductions.com. That is where we have all the comments that we actually will react to in the podcast itself. However, we have a bunch of other places you can find us. And if you leave comments on there, we'll reply to you on that platform. And these are the places that we are. We have a Tumblr, which is Merlisten, and you can do all the usual ways of contacting us there. Same with Twitter. You can out reply us, live tweet along with episodes. That's always encouraged. Th things like that or direct message us. That's also Merlisten. We have an iTunes, which is Merlisten, where you can leave a star rating or a review. That would always be really appreciated. We have an email and I do have it in front of me. What is? happening and that is merlisten.podcast at gmail.com and alex will reply to you if you send us an email we've had a few of those and they're always really nice to get we have a discord server which is really really nice and friendly and it has us in there and people that have guested or people that just listen if you want to react to episodes or just talk to some of us that's a really nice place to do it uh the invite link is on all our social medias and stuff or just ask one of us then we have a couple of like miscellaneous things to do with Merlisten that are really cool one of them being the bingo I don't know if you guys remember but we do actually have one of those now because we have a lot of things that we like to repeat ourselves on and sometimes it's fun for you guys to play along and be like oh I, I feel like they've mentioned that a bunch of times right now so <laughs> you know go for it and you know you might even win a prize uh, don't ask me what it is I don't deal with that but um, there's a prize <laughs> so um, it's something to do with th things that are good so you know <laughs> 
it's all it's all it's all good. Uh, speaking of things that are good, we have a Kofi account as well, which is a place where you can financially support the podcast if your heart is feeling generous enough to do it. It's not a monthly subscription thingy like Patreon, which maybe some of you are familiar with if you subscribe to other kinds of podcasts that are like you know much bigger and much more famous than we are. But if you do want to support the podcast, I know a bunch of people got in touch with us over the time that we've been doing it, saying, "Hey, I really love listening to you guys, but is there any way that I can?" tip you or whatever well this is why we set this up so it's like a one-time thing you can literally buy us a coffee or your drink of choice uh metaphorically speaking and that's basically how it works you don't have to pay every month you just pay whenever you want to or not at all but it's there so ask us for the link if you want to or you can just find it you know everywhere where we are you can also find the link to our Kofi. so yeah all the places for you guys to come talk to us and chat to us and play games with us so go for it we love to have fun especially while we're hopefully keeping you guys company during a pretty um uh you know domestic time where everybody is quarantining and you know staying safe and being responsible so go and listen to my listening comment yeah i mean hopefully by the time this comes out in may (laughs) that's very optimistic maybe maybe there will be an end in sight (laughs) no (laughs) probably not but maybe (laughs) may Hey. You can't you can cross that pun off your bingo card now. Yeah. Alright then. So now that we've done all of our usual admin bits and pieces, we're going to talk about costumes. And like I mentioned at the start of the episode, just to remind you guys, today we're only talking about Merlin and Arthur across all the five seasons, and then the girls will get their own episode and then the third part to this kind of trifecta will be any other costumes that we want to talk about because let's face it it's um you never know how long these episodes are gonna get so it's just always better you know be safe rather than sorry and yeah so basically i think the best way to probably tackle this is to maybe go season by season i think that's probably a pretty sensible way to do it unless you guys can think of any other way that we want to be doing it I pretty much did it season by season. Yeah. I went through I went through to the far, far away site and looked at all the costumes for the five seasons. So that's, that's how I organized nice it. Nice resource as well for that. That's really useful. Um, so, yeah, shall we just kind of get stuck in then with season one and start talking about the boys? And I mean, I mean, my first instinct is to just start with Merlin because he doesn't really have much that changes, not only in season one, but just at all. <laughs> he just... Well, I counted them all, and he only has nine outfits total, That's not including child. tunics. My poor child. <laughs> well, he is poor. He's a servant. That's true. Yeah. He is very poor. For the five for the five seasons, he's only got nine outfits, and uh, I didn't ever include the tunics because I mean, all it's the same costume essentially, but just with different colors. Yeah. Very important, though. You can tell what he's feeling based on the combination. <laughs> um, but I think the first thing that is really uh, fun to mention, and I bring this up because I th- oh, I don't think it was you, Diane, or maybe it was, mm. but, so- but someone commented on, our, on one of our episodes a really long time ago, and I've been dying to bring it up for this episode, is that um, they commented on, oh, um, Merlin, like his costume design and especially like the neck, uh, the neckerchief in particular yeah. is maybe reminiscent of like his beard that obviously he doesn't have because he's a young man in this what? show and not an old person. No. 
Well, I mean, it could be it's triangular. You know, it looks like a pointy beard. Well, well, the thing is, the first thing we should really talk about is what century are we talking about? Because King King Arthur is like 400 A.D. and obviously Merlin is not. So I always kind of put them around 1100, 1200, because that's yeah. when armor is starting to get really important. Um, but uh, what do you think, Connor? I was just um, thinking in terms of actually um, Merlin, I they just went, OK, we're going to go to medieval times and then watch that. And then we're going to make a show. Yeah. <laughs> they are pulling inspiration from many different time periods, I think, that we can safely through that but not even in terms of the show just even in terms of the costuming i mean you said yourself diane when you did your panel at quite a lot that you know we're seeing inspirations from all sorts of eras and not not just one and i mean i guess i i think that that's always been their intention and you know and i don't mind that so much especially in season one because you know we have seen that it's a it's a nice early slot for families to sit down and watch during dinner and it's meant to be a family show that's what it starts out as now obviously as it matures you know I feel as though it's not so accurate maybe to call it that anymore it's definitely not what it started out as because the people that first started watching it are starting to grow up and they're trying to make it a bit more mature but obviously by that point it's a little difficult to settle on an era and settle on a on a look when you've kind of, you know, done whatever. And what's interesting, I think, particularly with the costuming and the era that we're talking about is, you know, they chose to film it in a castle, which itself is a mismatch of various eras. Right. Because yes. it started out in one era. It wasn't even a castle. I think it was just someone's house. Right. And then it got added to over the years and changed and altered. And it's actually kind of a facade of an era, not really <laughs> from a particular time, which I think is so interesting as like a mirror for Merlin's costuming and the way that they do things. And, you know, I, I, I think that it's really cool despite the fact that obviously I do want there to be historical accuracy in the show when they feel like it's important because they make a big deal out of certain social rules and then they break them because they're like well it's not real but then they try to make it as real as they can but I think the look it's okay for the look to feel a little bit mismatched because it makes it feel like it's its own thing right like it doesn't exist in our world i don't think that we're supposed to believe that this could have taken place in current england right it's i mean yes it's in like we're supposed to imagine that it's in that place because it's everyone's speaking in a british accent and we can recognize that it's the british countryside and whatever but at the same time it's so clearly not of an england or a britain that we could ever recognize i mean it looks very french at the same time so you know because it's in france i wonder where that is exactly so i feel like for me it's always felt as though merlin takes place in one of those like alternate universes that looks a bit like england but it's never actually supposed to be like this was a few hundred years ago in kent (laughs) that doesn't really you know like Oh, whales or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but okay, yeah, I, I was looking. I was uh, just looking at the Bayou Tapestry, which is around 1100 AD. Yeah. And uh, the poor people in the background all had this like V-neck thing 
in their tunic. Now, that's to make the tunic decorative or uh, to strengthen it around the neckline because that's where you're going to get tears and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that may be where they got the neckerchief from. Mm -hmm. But I looked everywhere to see if there was any neckerchiefs anywhere. And other than the wild, wild west out in Colorado or whatever, there Mm -hmm. really wasn't anything like that. So I don't know. It's, yeah, I mean, I I do quite like the idea of it being uh, symbolic for Merlin's beard. I think that's quite nice. Even if that wasn't their intention, I do think it's quite a cool thing for them to try and keep part of the original image of Merlin alive through that kind of costume choice. I think that's kind of sweet. If that is what they were thinking, I don't I like. I really don't know. But, I don't um, remember like where I saw this or where whoever talked about this, but. I remember long ago they were talking about how Merlin's look, because when you get into historical costumes and shows in particular, it's really meant to be like, what will the audience at the time come to? And since Merlin came out in like 2008, 2009, I remember them being like, all right, like what's like a hip teenager, hipster looking kid? And they were like, put a scarf on it. (laughs) I don't remember, but I remember just like, yeah, they were like, like, it's why he gets the buckle boots and like this kind of slouch, jacket appearance and I'm like okay (laughs) I mean to be fair that does make a little bit of sense like I'm thinking about makeup in particular I don't know if we have a makeup episode I don't think we're going to but like we can talk about it now because it's kind of in the same rough department it's image right and like you know I've seen YouTube videos of people like professional like historians like reacting to uh, period makeup in movies and um it always changes because it depends on what era the movie was being made in so for example the costumes are usually completely accurate and then the makeup is very reminiscent of the time so when you have a movie that's made in the 90s but it's a costume drama all of the women have very skinny eyebrows and they usually will have a dark matte lip which they would not have had yeah, which they would not have had at the time. But if the same movie was made in the 2000s, it might look very different. And so the makeup, they always say, is is the way that you can tell when it's inaccurate. That is the one that will always try to get a bit of its own current time in there, which I think is super interesting. But maybe the costuming for something like this, where it's not set in a particular time, you're right. Maybe it's kind of got that weird kind of, you know, mid noughties feel to it as well. That's really interesting. I feel like that tracks because anytime someone writes a modern AU or does a Merlin, like a modern AU Merlin, the scarf, like the neckerchief usually gets transformed into a scarf, like not just a neckerchief, but like an infinity scarf or a different kind of like really obvious scarf. So it certainly struck a chord that even in like modern AUs, people would make a point of putting the scarf or like a negative type thing in, not just because it's a um, it's a thing that Canon Merlin wears, but because it's a thing that people like that he wears and want to translate into modern times. Well, it's such a recognizable item on, on him. I mean, no one else in the show has a costume piece quite like it, really, do they? I mean, he wears it in every single scene that he's in, almost. And so it's just really... Like no, like none of the other protagonists have that. So yeah, it's such a recognizable item that it's really cool that 
yeah, people can translate it and it's instantly Merlin. You know, you've got the red, you've got the blue and it's a scarf and it's just, yeah, it's brilliant. But um, what I find really interesting about Merlin, though, and this is something that I like, I don't know if we have any kind of behind the scenes evidence to back this up or any or anything like that. But we know that Arthur kind of, you know, got less and less costumes as the series went on. But. Uh, and uh, and obviously Morgana, like when she turned evil, just had like a couple of outfits or just one outfit, I think, per season. But up until that point, Merlin, Arthur, and sorry, Arthur, Gwen and Morgana, between seasons one and five, have had a fair number of outfits. Gwen started getting two out, like she's had two outfits per season most of the time. And then she uh, upgraded to three or four uh, per season after that. Morgana has had more than that, quite a few dresses. Arthur has had quite a few different outfit combinations, even though they're quite simple. So why is it that Merlin was essentially, like you guys said, given apart from like the odd thing where we either see him in his pajamas or we see him dressed as a knight or we see him incognito, he's basically got the same thing with inverted colors. Why did everybody else, even another servant character, Gwen, get a variation of things and he didn't? Now, he does get a different jacket, and I will bring this up because I do love the different jacket. Well, why him? My theory is that for Gwen it was a question of well she's a female character obviously she needs to be pretty and we need to make her pretty in different things to just show that she is pretty yeah um that's what I think happened with Gwen Morgana is just Morgana just gets different outfits because she's rich she can afford different outfits and also Katie looks great in basically everything why not show that off yeah um author pretty much same reason he's rich he clearly I mean at least in the earlier seasons, he still had a wardrobe. Um, <laughs> later, he was just too depressed to change clothes. Later, later, he was too depressed to have more than one outfit. It's just yeah. fine. Um, and then Merlin is um, like Merlin is, is the main character. The entire show is named after him, and I feel like they didn't want to make his outfits too different because they feared that we wouldn't recognize him anymore. It's like cartoon characters wearing the same thing in every episode. Like, Mm -hmm. look at The Simpsons. No one ever changes an outfit. That's really true, actually, because, of course, Merlin's the one that you see on all the promotional material. And, you know, Arthur on the promotional material will usually be in some kind of armor, which, you know, you, you know, we do see him in quite a lot. So that's not unusual. But, yeah, for Merlin to be like, like his image to be like shoved in our faces with the jacket and the neckerchief and whatever. And then for him to be wearing something else in almost every episode, I guess would be a little odd. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, we already talked about this, but it works. Like if you want to, for example, if you want to draw Merlin or if you want to cosplay Merlin, it's really easy. Just, you just basically need four things. You need some boots, you need uh, a brown trouser, you need uh, either a blue or a red shirt, you, ne- you need a, a, a brown jacket, and okay, sorry, fifth thing, you need a neckerchief. And that's all you need to cosplay Merlin. That's like, that's just five things. Mm-hmm. That's so easy. I remember this, um, I'll probably, if I can remember it, I'll put it in the... Um, in our post on our website, there's a uh, a picture of a martyr of a modern guy with dark hair. He's wearing, I believe, a red shirt, a brown jacket, and a blue, a uh, royal blue um, infinity scarf. 
And it's not even a Merlin cosplay. But everyone I know who's seen this picture goes like, oh, that's Merlin. Yeah, for sure. Because I think I've just... seen the same one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's very handsome, too. So He is. <laughs> and so it's just like, that's super recognizable. And I mean, poor Merlin, like literally poor Merlin, as in doesn't have much money. Like, it makes sense that he doesn't have many outfits. Like, for when you could argue that uh because Morgana clearly clearly loves queerly loves her <laughs> Freudian <laughs> uh clearly loves her in whatever way you wanna uh think about that. Um Morgana has probably, you know, given Gwen a dress or two or her dad who dotes on her who gives her dresses and they're all just like, Oh Gwen is so pretty, she needs pretty dresses. So that's where Gwen gets her clothes yeah. from. But Merlin is like like, Merlin comes from a poor village. He probably only had, like, two outfits, like, and what he was wearing and something to sleep in when he arrived in Camelot. I, yeah. I, I imagine that Gaius, after, like, three months, realized, well, Merlin is only wearing and washing the same clothes over and over. I should probably buy him a second tunic and <laughs> maybe a new <laughs> pair of trousers or yeah. maybe, you know, some underwear. He probably didn't wear underwear. Probably not. No, too too expensive. But like, it's just, you know, it makes sense for Merlin that he doesn't have many outfits. Plus, like I said, it's just, it's very recognizable. And it's like the, this uh, cartoon um, logic where your protagonists all have the same clothes the entire time, unless there's like something special happening, like a Halloween episode or, you know, something like that. I completely agree with you, except what I don't like is that they 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 stretch it to a point where it does become cartoon logic. And when and what I mean by that is when they go traveling, because, you know, and this actually goes for Gwen, too. And I'm sure I've said this and I don't want to like feast on the on the girl side of things because they're going to have their own episode but you know Arthur has armor when he goes out obviously he's a knight the knights have armor when they go out and then Merlin when he travels with them looks ridiculous in my opinion because he's basically asking for someone to shoot arrows at him because he's basically wearing nothing now I'm not saying that he needs to have chainmail per se although like we've said it is a bit unbelievable that Arthur wouldn't have trained him in some capacity and yeah. given him chainmail if he's going to be going out with some, him on a regular some basis. Leather, at least. Something yeah. warmer is what I'm saying. Yeah, because like those scenes in season five, when they're in those snowy landscapes and Merlin and poor Colin, who is dressed like that, it looks funny. It just looks really funny because I'm like, you knew you were coming here, even if you didn't. When you travel long distances, you're going to get cold because you're probably sleeping outside, which means you need something warmer. Now, I've seen a lot of like, you know, medieval type shows. I've seen Legend of the Seeker. I've seen Robin Hood. I've seen Atlantis. All these uh, noughties uh, set kind of shows. And, you know, trust me, you know, they don't dress like they they dress weather appropriate most of the time is what I'm trying to say. And like he does look stupid when he's dressed like that in the snow. And would it really have hurt them to give him a coat like or just anything that would resemble a cloak or something like that? He doesn't even own a cloak. Gwen owns a cloak. Yeah, she like, owns a red she's... cloak and a and a purple cloak. He doesn't even have that. No, he gave his he gave his only cloak that he had to Arthur. 
in season two. <laughs> that was the only cloak he had. God knows where he got it from. And he gave it to Arthur. Because Arthur wanted to play dress up. God's sake. So, yeah, that's the only thing that really pisses me off is when I see the knights in all of their chainmail and then Merlin in his, like, regular clothes. And I don't know why when they came to film those scenes, someone didn't go, you know what, guys, he looks a bit cold. (laughs) Like, he looks like he could do with something over him. How, How no one could go, well, Colin, the actor looks like a frozen popsicle <laughs> he really does i mean maybe it was like, like <laughs> maybe we shouldn't maybe we shouldn't give you know our lead actor hypothermia <laughs> and pneumonia exactly while we're and, shooting this show but i do but i do agree with your logic about the fact that he's he's recognizable and to be fair he does have two different colored shirts i mean maybe he has multiples but like they're like two different colors um and he has like a few different uh neck scarves and uh a and uh, one white shirt as well he has one white shirt which he wears to bed and that's pretty much it for him but what he does have is two, well did have is two different jackets and i didn't notice this until like last year i i was a fan of merlin for nearly a decade before i realized that the dude has two different suede jackets i thought they were the same one (laughs) they're not one is like a very um orange based brown like like a light brown the one that we actually see him wearing most of the time if you're thinking of the merlin jacket it's probably the one i'm referring to and then he has another one which we only see and our costume experts will correct me if i'm wrong we only see it up to the lady of the lake episode uh and that and and we never see it again because that is the jacket which i think he like gives to freya like to hide her nakedness or no 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 not to hide her nakedness sorry to no it's uh when when he first leads her into the into the into the dungeons he takes off the jacket that he's wearing and he gives it to her and that's the last time that we see it he never wears that jacket again because he gives it to her and it's like a darker like the shoulders are sewn slightly more dropped it's like a darker slightly more red toned brown it's the nicer of the two jackets and i'm so annoyed that that's the one he gave freya because oh my God. I, I like that jacket quite a bit and i'm like no do you guys know which one i'm referring to actually no <laughs> i'm a bad merlin fan apparently because but- i didn't Oh, you check it on Far, Far Away. He So he does wear it in The Lady of the Lake, um, okay. like, at the very beginning. So you can, like, compare the two. I re- I can't remember, like, another one where he wears it. But um, I don't know how I noticed. Maybe I was just watching an episode for my lesson. I was you, like, were, you were probably researching for cosplay, let's be real. I mean, because that, that's, how yeah. I not- that's how I noticed that Arthur has two different circlets. He has the circlet Edward. he wears in um, what's the what's one of the early uh, Valiant? No, not Valiant. Um, when does Arthur get Excalibur? Is that ex- yeah? It's probably Excalibur. Yeah, he has the one he wears in Excalibur, and then he wears a different one um, not too much later. Definitely in the episode when he's supposed to marry Elena. Okay. That's an entire different, entirely different circlet that he wears then. Oh. 
because one the the first one is very simple it's literally just a gold band and like some gold studs on it and the other one that he wears is like engraved and has gemstones on the on it they got a bigger budget clearly (laughs) (laughs) it's just very it was yeah it it must have been like a switch between season one and two and it's just it was very frustrating for me it's just like why does he need two circlets like what is the point (laughs) <laughs> they gotta How make many it... circlets could a man need? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, so he has two two jackets, which is really exciting for me. Uh, you know, because I mean, I when I was doing my cosplay, I went for the more traditional jacket because it's the most recognizable and it's a much easier color to find. You type in brown suede jacket, you're probably gonna find the main color and the nicer jacket is a much more difficult color to find in my opinion it's just slightly deeper it's a, like like i said i think it's a much more pleasant brown personally um but it yeah and it's just it's just nice that it, like he has those two slight subtle differences uh but suede must have been quite expensive so i'm really surprised that he has two jackets but he doesn't have more than two tunics <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure diane can elaborate on that or connor either one of you or Please also the, the whole color color thing uh, yeah uh, well probably what happened is the costumer for the show couldn't find the suede that she'd found before, so she went and got a different color suede that was sort of close. Ah, that's really cool. But yeah. uh, in terms of in terms of a leather jacket, well, leather is waterproof, tends to be waterproof. You have a lot of it because you've got cows, and when they you slaughter them, you've got the leather. Whereas um, fabric, you have to weave, which means you have to grow it to begin with. So it's probably I would say it's probably more expensive in some ways. That's cool. Let be. So what uh, do you say? What I'm hearing is that Merlin should have actually had a water pool of leather jackets, and not yes, like two yeah. suede jackets, <laughs> and like also a leather vest and yeah. leather trousers. That's I what I'm hearing. That. Merlin should have been decked out in leather because leather was cheap <laughs> and easy to come by. And also, it would have been actually the more practical fabric for him to wear. That's yeah. what I'm hearing. Just well, I actually wanted to, I want to talk about the boots. Ah, those, yes. Those boots drive me crazy. Me too, because um, I had to buy them. <laughs> Well, they were $500 from Vivian Westwood because those those were where they got them from. Yeah. But I, I looked up how much a buckle I'm, would I'm cost. Sorry. I'm sorry for interrupting you, Diane. But, like, they had $500 to buy, like, Vivian yeah. Westwood boots for yes. Merlin. But they yes. couldn't find the money to make, like, a nice prop crown circlet for Arthur. Maybe they got a discount. Maybe they got like a special deal because Vivian Westwood would be on Merlin. They were like, give us a crown. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to make a metal one out of that. Oh my God. God. Anyway, so the buckles would cost 65 pounds each uh, in today's money. And he has at least four on each boot. And where does he get the money if he's a peasant from Eldor? Really? He stole it. That's, no, no. He's he's selling all the leather that he isn't wearing himself. <laughs> he's selling the leather to places where they can't have leather. I don't know where that would be, but he's like selling it to someone else, like on the black market probably for increased prices. <laughs> and that's how he got the money to buy to pay for the boots. And he's he's living otherwise pretty like 
low key with like the other stuff. I mean, as we said, he's he wears suede jackets, right? Yeah. He, he doesn't wear any leather, so clearly he must be loaded. Secretly loaded. <laughs> Secret millionaire Merlin. I'm just like, I'm just like seeing this now, like Merlin Cannon AU, where he's like a drug dealer. Like, hey, you want to <laughs> buy some of this, man? You, know, like, you want to buy some leather? It's just like, like, kind of like, like walking up to people from behind and be like, hey. <laughs> Scaring the living daylights out of people oh, God. with his stash. Yes. Uh, but uh, so, what kind of boots would he be wearing then, uh, historically speaking, Diane? Usually, it'd be leather, maybe with leather lacings. Um, it certainly wouldn't be with buckles mm-hmm. because yeah, it's no, just it's too expensive. At most, you would have like a tie on them, but they're basically mule-shaped looking shoes with points on them and. Yeah. It also depends on what period they actually would have wanted to go for it. Um, Vivian Westwood period. <laughs> the time of Vivian Westwood, obviously. The Westwoodian era. <laughs> but they would have had boots like you would normally see uh, that you could buy today necessarily. You know, Just like slide-on ones, you mean? Yeah, yeah slide-on ones. Slippers. Uh, Slippers. Give me those sexy slippers. Yeah, mostly like a leather mule type shoe. Like that's just a slipper. Yeah. It's just a top and mm-hmm. it slips on. Maybe you would have a tie on it to keep it on your foot. But Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, because I mean even the Romans in the England uh in the like three hundreds would have like a leather sandals with ties. They wouldn't have buckles or anything. Yeah. And even going forward, they wouldn't have had a lot of buckles because it's too expensive. I mean, in the 18th century, you would wear buckles and that would be the thing you'd spend all your money on is the buckles. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, OK, Merlin, you got buckles, honey. That's lovely. That's how you know he's magic. <laughs> that should have That's been cool. Arthur's clue that, Merlin, that there's something fishy about Merlin. <laughs> He's got buckles, clearly. It's like, yeah. you know, there's something about you, Merlin. I can't quite put my finger on it. It's the buckles on the boots. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Arthur's boots. Not even they have buckles. <laughs> no, they don't. He's not the main protagonist, Alex. He doesn't deserve buckles. Only the protagonist gets to have buckles. He has well, to stand out. Honestly, I did look up the Vivian Westwood boots and I was thinking about buying them when they were, they went on sale to like 200 pounds. But That's cheap. Um, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the, there were only two colors. They were very dark brown or they were like real beigey brown. So they obviously had to dye the boots for Merlin. They did. Yeah. I haven't yeah. dyed my ones yet, but um, they actually did like. I should have dyed them, but when I wore them for cosplay, they don't look that out of place in the shoots. And I would need to ask Nicola what she did to hers because she has dyed them the appropriate color. Like she has actually stained hers. So I do need to ask her how she did it. But um, I will give Diane reins over the direction that this goes because <laughs> I know she has an order of things. So what's next on the agenda? The feathered of- hat. Ah, yes. The uh, I think you mean the official ceremonial robes of the service to Camelot because there is no <laughs> there's nothing else we should be calling <laughs> thank you Diane for <laughs> keeping okay. us on track please talk about the thing because I know you've made it you've made the head at least twice now 
So Yes, I've made that twice. Bless your heart, because I have no skills as a milliner at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I made it twice, and it was quite expensive to make, because the feathers are very expensive. But um, the, the feathered hat, uh, like I said, it coined a lot. I found something similar from the 1300s, surprisingly, that on the Codex Manis. It was a green feathers and peacock feathers hat. And this guy is riding off on his white horse. It was hilarious. I had no idea. But uh, I really liked the outfit because it was so ridiculous. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they use the, the they use the uh, coat hardy underneath the uh, the vest, the tunic with the uh, pendragon crest on it. But th- then they've got the the cloak with the tassels and the feathered hat. I mean, poor Colin to have to wear this. It looks, it looks great. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like that outfit because it kind of makes me yeah like, happy that they had like a ceremonial outfit and then. We we only see it once more in, in Excalibur. I don't think we see it ever again. And I'm like, why? Do we see it in Excalibur? We yeah, don't see the feathered hat. No, no, but we see like the act, like you know, the the normal the, part yeah. of the outfit. Yeah, we see it in Excalibur when uh during the crowning ceremony. And I don't think we see that outfit anymore. But like they have so many banquets. Like, could he really not <laughs> like use that outfit again? Did they lose it after season one? Maybe. Probably. Probably. I guess that makes it's sense. possible, yeah. I know they had some kind of big wardrobe. Malfunction? Like wherever the wardrobes, not Merle in particular, but the BBC, like wherever they were keeping their wardrobes, like changed or moved or it was separated entirely. Um, I know that was very specific and helpful, but... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> honestly, it, it tracks for the BBC. It's just like, you know... Things get set on fire. Things get lost in a move. It's just, that's the whole thing with the BBC. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I'm looking for this guy on the horse now because I want to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where are you at, dude? <laughs> Diane, did you include it in, uh, in the panel at Coinalot, the picture? Yes, okay. I did. I will, be, I will be linking to the panel because we put it on our Coinalot Tumblr. So I'll be linking to the panel in in the show notes. Okay. Well, well, actually, honestly, that is my favorite Merlin outfit of all five seasons. It is so good. I love that so much. And I have, I just, I've always loved it. And I have such a like fond memory of being at Coin a Lot One and us doing charades. I was just thinking of that. (laughs) Oh my god! But like, it's how. Like these memes, they just come out of, you know, like just natural interactions. And I think I've always in my head known it as the official ceremonial robes of the servants of Camelot only because of the smirk that Bradley uses when he first tells Merlin what they're called. You know what I'm, what smirk I'm talking about? And it just, the diction and the way that he says it is just always stuck in my brain. Like, no, that's what this outfit is called. Like, it's not called anything else. And so, yeah, I I don't remember who was up, but we were had the charades and someone had got a card to act out what that outfit was. And I think all they did was, like, make a make a sign as though they were wearing a hat. And I was, like, sitting cross-legged on the floor and I was just like, the official ceremony robes and the sides of Camelot. <laughs> <I just> got- <laughs> 
and I could have just said ceremonial robes, but it just came from somewhere within. I don't... <laughs> it's how they should be referred to at all times. Yeah. TM. TM. In small letters, but yeah, it's a good outfit. It's a really good outfit. So what's next? He doesn't really do anything else uh, with the outfits until season two, when he has the leather vest from the bad guys. Yeah, in yeah, in Lancelot and Guinevere, yeah. he's got like a an incognito outfit. Yeah, that's important. Always got to have an incognito outfit. Yeah, it's nice to see him wearing something different. Honestly, it's <laughs> he. Although he looks, yeah. because he's wearing the exact same thing as Arthur, it kind of, like, shows how skinny he is. Yeah. <laughs> like, he looks so much physically the smaller person out of the two of them. It just makes me laugh. Like, it doesn't fit him properly, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder if, like, when they hired the extras, they kind of hired them with Bradley and Colin's body types in mind so that they wouldn't have to make two sets of outfits. <laughs> Oh, that's an idea. I never thought of that. Well, I mean, it would have been expensive, right? Either that or they just hired the extras and they were like, well, boys, you just got to make them fit. <laughs> <It doesn't... laughs> that's that. Um, but yeah, it's really good. I like him in that outfit a lot. I don't even know. Like, I can't picture it perfectly in my head, but there's some kind of chainmail detail, isn't there? Or am I just making there's that There's a chainmail hood underneath it. That's the one, yeah. And then, yeah. like, a fun thing yeah. on top it's yeah. really interesting in season three there's nothing it's the he's naked <laughs> you, <laughs> you wish <laughs> i do i do wish yeah i mean they switch up the tunics and the and the, and the neckerchiefs and that's about it yeah yeah we should have done like a stats thing as to like yeah. how often Merlin wears the blue shirt red scarf combo versus the <laughs> the red shirt blue scarf combo. <laughs> we should have like tallied that up for each scene. Well, if you can think of a fun stat, a fun stud, uh, a fun stat for the Gwen Morgana episode, I will maybe do the research on Far Far Away side. That would be cool. Okay. And then season four, purple tunic. Yeah. Where did oh, that purple. come from? At first, I thought it was just the new color grading, and I didn't think that it was really a different color. I couldn't believe that we had a different shirt. It's just so random, and it's purple. Like, of all the colors that I would expect them to, I mean, I guess it's similar enough to blue, but it's still so, it's similar enough that it's not different enough, if that makes sense. And it's also yeah. purple. Well, it's because red and blue make purple, clearly. Yeah. It's, I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's just, just a very interesting choice. Like, of all the choices they could have given him, like white or anything, black, I don't know, just... They go with uh, they go with purple. It's a it's a very unusual color. It's a nice shade of purple though, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I guess they just thought it was time. I don't know why season four was the one. Maybe they had a bigger budget and they could splash out on a brand new shirt for Colin. Well, my my canon head canon is that um, Merlin was uh, watching. Brad, uh, Bradley, uh, Arthur's shirts, his red shirts, and he put a, his blue shirt in there by mistake, and he got purple out. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, what did Arthur think about that? 
probably mocked him within an inch of his life. I imagine he was probably violent towards him, actually. You know why? Well, it wasn't Arthur's shirt that got ruined. It was only Merlin's shirt that got ruined. I mean, I think everybody unanimously loves the purple shirt, probably. Yes. I have no strong feelings about the purple shirt. <laughs> that's, that's valid. What I love is everyone who um, cosplays Merlin as well. Hi, Ellie. Uh, she actually has a purple shirt that she wears for the cosplay, too. And it's, like, so, like accurate i mean i mean i don't know like maybe if i saw them next to each other i wouldn't think that but when i see her in the purple shirt i'm like that's such a close color like it's almost like it you look like you're wearing the exact right color and like i said it's not like it's a super specific color in my opinion it's like kind of in between blue and purple so whenever i see her like wearing the purple shirt for cosplay i'm like you look so good And then do we have any other costume choices from uh, yes. past season four? Oh, there season is. four has, has four things oh, in it. Connor's getting excited. Ooh, There's one, like, the outfit that I just love the most, and I don't know why I love it so much, is the Arcus Before the Dawn outfit. The, when Gwen gets coordinated, basically, like after they get married. Yeah, the red this, jacket. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I actually like that. <laughs> it's good. It's just like a little beacon of logic and hope. <laughs> you would think they would have done something like that for the rest of the series, but no, we get it for five <laughs> seconds in the Gwen moment. And yeah. he doesn't not even, even at Arthur's coordination. Even Arthur gets to have like a nice jacket from his manservant, like his personal manservant still has to wear the same tripe when the king, who is the more important of the two, is getting coronated. And I'm like, really? Really? But I know that there's this whole thing that there's a deleted scene in which Merlin is going through Arthur's old clothes and he takes out, like, a jacket that we've never seen before, but, like, apparently... It's in Arthur's wardrobe and people like found it and were like, though that is the jacket that Merlin wears. So obviously I feel like it's fair enough to say it's canon that that's Is that Arthur's an jacket. actual existing deleted scene? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, I've seen it. Okay, okay, good. It's really, good. Yeah, just... it's really sweet. I think it's uh Lancelot Dulac because they're talking about Arthur asking Gwen to marry him. I I just I wanted to make sure it's not a collective fever dream of the fandom, like of the Merthyr yeah. fandom. I'm just no, very funny. We tend to do that, so that's fair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Connor. But the problem is with this scene is, well, first of all, because we don't have a scene with Arthur giving Merlin the jacket, that's the number one thing that's stopping it from being like 100% canon for me. Obviously, secondly, it being a deleted scene, which also people say, well, a deleted scene, if it was deleted, can't be counted as canon. But then if it's shown to the public, does it count as canon? Who knows? That's a whole other debate. But what I find more troublesome is that, well, we see the jacket when Merlin's pulling it out of Arthur's wardrobe, but obviously the way that wardrobe and costuming and shows works is that people will make a bunch of clothes and then they probably were like, Oh, we'll just put like a bunch of random jackets in this wardrobe because we know that we're going to use it later on. And we just want Merlin to pull out a bunch of jackets, but they never intended for it to be like an actual plot thing of, Oh, Arthur gives Merlin his jacket. They were just like, Oh, this is going to be a costume for Colin at some point, And we just need to put some stuff in Arthur's wardrobe for him to show him. And then they cut the scene anyway. So it's like, I would like to think that that is Arthur's jacket that he gave to Merlin. But I'm just like, there are too many missing links. 
what I liked about the jacket is uh, that it's very Renaissance. Um, the sleeves are uh, actually laced in, and there's lacing in the front. I mean, and it's quilted, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. And the, like the quilted lines meet perfectly at the center front. Like they actually yep. did a really good job with this, and we only see it for like five seconds. Yep. <laughs> I'm so upset about it. But yeah, I do love that the sleeves come off. Um, I like that it makes his neckerchief more like more like an ascot type deal, even though technically that wasn't a thing. But it's Merlin, so who cares about yeah. what time period we're talking about? Time is oh fake anyway. It is now. That's <laughs> Certainly sure. right now. I have no idea yeah. what day it is. <laughs> okay. There were two more outfits four. in season yeah. four. Yeah. Whoa. Was, uh, he was wearing, uh, Dragoon was wearing Gaius's red outfit. Oh, yeah, of course. Right. And then finally, uh, Colin was wearing the knight's outfit. Merlin was wearing the knight's outfit. Yeah, oh, I love does. that bit. That's I love it. So cute. He looks adorable. And that's what, He's like, so proud of himself. And that's He's what I'm saying. To be showed to be it. Dangerous, not adorable. <laughs> adorable. Adorable. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, you give him the outfit and you show me that he can wear chainmail and that he's capable of, like, running in chainmail and then you just don't give it to him when it, he needs it. <laughs> just like, I don't, I'm not even asking you to give him a cloak. No armor, yeah. I'm not even asking you to give him a red cloak because maybe that is one of those things where like only knights of Camelot are allowed. To, but like bandits wear chainmail in this universe. Like it's not like a knight thing. It's just a protection thing. I'm just, oh my god, I don't understand. Like, did they honestly think that people would be so stupid they wouldn't recognize Colin after four years of like watching him on screen? I don't know, but we got him for that one moment, and all the night Merlin AU's gift and, you know, vidded and God knows what else, just that one tiny moment, it was very good. It was good, yeah. It was good. Is that, uh, so do we have any new outfits in season five? Yes. We have the bad guy outfit with the leather vest, buckles, and lacing in the second episode, and actually it's online. You can buy it online for $190. Oh, wow. That's interesting. But not the original Merlin outfit. Not the original <laughs> one, no. But it's the exact same thing because I was scrolling through it and I'm like, oh, my God. So anybody wants to cosplay that one, they, they can buy the, the leather vest for 190 bucks. Only the vest. Um, only the vest. Oh, okay. Nothing else. Just I was the like, the entire outfit for 190 is actually pretty, pretty cheap. Pretty good. Yeah, but no, just no. just the vest. Okay. But it's a pretty it's a pretty complicated vest, so I can understand why they might want that kind of money for it. And then the only two other ones is the Dolma, which oh yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> he really rocks that dress. <laughs> and then modern day Merlin. Yeah. Is the other one. Yeah. I'm very surprised that they didn't go with like I guess maybe it would have been cheesy to have him wear, like, a red scarf of some description or, like, you know, have the same colours, but just in modern day. I've only just realised it right now, like, as we're sitting here talking about it, that they didn't go down that route. They just put him in, like, regular clothes that have nothing to do with his old persona. I don't know if there's meta in that, to be I honest. I mean, like, we, we could probably find meta in that. I doubt the creators thought about it that way but we can definitely interpret it in a but he's way. left his old life behind yeah, and yeah i mean he's he's, still, he's died in a way yeah i mean he's still 
you know, he's still near the lake, he's still guarding it and whatnot, but he just, he doesn't care anymore. He's not the same man he used to be, and how would he after about a thousand years or 1500 years or however long it has been for him, right? Well, I look at it because he's all in black in that, so I guess he's in mourning still? Hmm. Oh, that's a really good idea, yeah. It's also I way think... sadder. <laughs> yeah, but it's tragic, and I like it. <laughs> it's tragedy. Silent, yes. And I... silent in your case? No. Well, how can I say it silent unless I say it out loud? So basically, I would think it would be quite interesting if they did do like a little homage to his original outfit, but... I also like this solution. I think both are good. Um, yeah, maybe it would have been a bit too cheesy to have him in like a like an old man jacket and like a blue sweater or whatever, and then like a skull. That might have been a bit strange. But um, yeah, he really has very few outfits. <laughs> he has very few outfits. So Arthur. <laughs> oh God, Arthur. <laughs> oh Arthur. I like him best when he's wearing nothing at all. <laughs> And you are part of the problem. <laughs> I know. I know. I I stand by my objectification of Bradley James's body. He does wear a pillow in that elf, in that scene. Yes. There, there you go. Let's start in season one when he has a really nice coat. Oh, oh I thought coat. we were, I I thought we were gonna discuss the very first <laughs> combination of outfits that we see him in which is that half armor situation oh yeah which he only like this particular combination he only does in this one episode he never does it exactly like that ever again like after that he wears um a lot more a lot more armor with his shirt but Mm -hmm. in this scene is i think if I'm, i'm i don't have the picture in front of me but it's like um, a white shirt, I believe, and then like uh, his little like it's not a breastplate; it's the one that goes around your neck. And I think a little bit on his right arm, or like the the braces, I think on both arms. And that's about it. Yeah, he has like the neck guard, the shoulder, um, like the sh- shoulder plate. Does he have a shoulder plate? Yeah, he's wearing a shoulder plate. Oh, okay, okay, it's buckled. I was like, where is that going to? Uh, I'm just really quick to judge the costumes in this show, like always. But he's wearing breakers. Yeah. Connor, I'm quick to judge everything in this show. I wouldn't That's, feel too you know, bad. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I mean, I I once wanted to cosplay this particular outfit so i i looked at it a lot at the time and then that's also when i realized that's the only time he wears it so um yeah yeah it's an interesting choice i think it looks quite cool but then yeah it's not really very practical like why would he need to walk through town wearing like a little bit of armor on his like it's literally just him showing off that's (laughs) and and that tracks with his characterization in this episode or in the in the first season he's literally just showing off That's the entire purpose of that. He needs to, yeah, he needs to show Mm -hmm. that he's that he's the the boss man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that he's like you know someone who has the money to just walk around in that, but not like guard anything. Yeah, that he's he's, because it is still 
costumes like trying to tell us a story about a character we're first meeting and that is very much just like yeah. eh, whatever i'm important also that he you know he's rich enough that he can just walk around he doesn't have a job he needs to do he's just he, he needs, just has... his job is to just walk around and make himself known that's <laughs> yeah. that's in the, that's in a job description for prince of camelot um so do you, i assume you probably have a notice to what yeah. outfit is next don't you for arthur um, in episode one, there's two outfits. There's the long, well, I considered the long red cape, but that isn't really, that's just kind of, eh. But it doesn't have a Pendragon crest on it, which I thought was very interesting. Money. And the more important one was the brown suede jacket with the metal studs. Mm-hmm. It had a collar on it and had stud design on the sleeves. And it had grommets for lacing up on the front. So, and it was fairly fan short. Studs. I'm not a fan of studs. I'm going to get it out now. <laughs> I think they look ridiculous. There's a scene, I think it might be in the beginning of the end or something. I don't remember exactly when, but Uther and Arthur have matching studded jackets mm-hmm. and they're also suede and they just look so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Sw- oh, no, not suede, velvet. That's even worse because I know velvet is technically like screen accurate for like you know being super like rich and expensive but i just i I don't know what it is about the way they did it but they look like they're wearing like cushions like velvet just (laughs) look like velvet doesn't look as cool as leather and i think what it is they were trying to look approachable because what do you want to do with the cushion you want to you want to hug it or like be close to it that's what they were trying to do I'm sure that's what Uther was trying to do. Yeah, 100%. Uther is very huggable. (laughs) I think he is, but most other people would probably... Arthur certainly doesn't. Well, I think Arthur disagrees, but Uther doesn't want Arthur to hug him yet. He hasn't got to that stage of his character development, so we need a bit more time for that. The studs aren't helping, though, and if I was (laughs) Arthur, I would not want to hug someone wearing studs. I just think that they look so stupid, and, like, they don't look... I don't know, maybe it's just they're not shiny enough. Like, they don't look right. They don't look like they're opulent. They just look weird. And especially when there's too many of them. He has a couple of studded jackets. This one is not the most offensive. I don't like the red one much. I yeah. will say that. But yeah. Oh, oh. oh I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I like the one. Wait, I like. Stop I like, firing in. <laughs> I like the one that's like the um, like the pink kind of jacket. Like that's kind of more like that's the thriller jacket that is actually supposed to be the thriller jacket but what we dubbed as the thriller jacket is the one he wears in season one which is that kind of like bright fire truck red but the one that's more like a burgundy red that's like actual like leather Leather. like shiny leather with detachable detachable sleeves i love that jacket so much but the one that's just like a like a fire truck red which i'm sure we'll get to i think for me it it looks a bit too modern like it, it basically looks like something i could own and wear and minus a couple of like ornament details like i could get away with wearing that in day-to-day life and no one would think it would be that stupid pretty sure we already argued about this but i still maintain that the leather jacket of season two the actual thriller jacket is the one that looks more modern because it's a thriller jacket worn by michael jackson in the music video thriller (laughs) which is definitely not like middle ages (laughs) so I, I still maintain that the actual thriller jacket looks way more modern 
than that um, studded fire truck red uh, jacket. I think it was more the style of the fire truck red jacket because it it seemed like because it's not very long either. Like I think it's it's not cropped like in the sense that we would call it cropped by today's standards, but it's not a very long jacket. It's a really bright modern kind of color for me. It's not like washed out in any way is what I'm saying. Like even their kind of more opulent clothes like their purples and their blues like they're quite deep but they're not super bright like whereas this one is really in your face it's really bright it has like the collar that's a I don't know there was something about the design that I was like I could definitely see that on the runway today and like it wouldn't seem that out of place the one that was the actual thriller jacket I think because it was just leather and it had nothing else on it and we see Mm -hmm. characters wearing leather as we know like Uther wears leather like just normal leather a lot in the show as does Arthur and so even though like yeah obviously that jacket would also look completely um not out of place on a modern person because it is leather and it is a color that would absolutely go I think because it was more washed out um it felt a little bit more lived into me and because it was leather and we've seen them wearing it and it didn't have like a bunch of weird standout details I thought it looked less modern and yet they stopped him from wearing it because they thought it was too modern and I'm like but you let him wear that other one like okay like if you're gonna like that they're, they're both as bad as each other really like you could have definitely just axed them both but they got rid of my favorite one but i'm but i know we're getting ahead of ourselves we've got the brown one to talk about so it's got um it's got ties so no no buckles <laughs> no buckles no, buckles. no zipper, no zipper. I'm, I, I was about to say i'm looking forward to that episode where they accidentally forgot to get a zipper out of his jacket <laughs> Ah, amazing stuff. It's coming up. It's coming it's up. Coming up. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Um. So, what does he have next after the uh, brown one? In episode two, he's got the coat hardy and the chainmail for the fight with Valiant. But we talked about that already. Mm-hmm. He mostly wears chainmail in episode two. Yeah. But then yeah. there's the brown coat, uh, which I call the duster coat because yeah. it's the floor length. Right coat yeah and it looks like something out of the wild wild west yes i love it it's so good it doesn't belong (laughs) in the show at all but i love it i think he looks great in it yes and that's again you know appealing to your audience that is watching the show even though you're not like set in historical time something that they're wearing that people would actually enjoy looking at that's why like a lot of um i want to say anything set in like rococo or like Period. Nothing has a cod piece on it because nobody really wants to look at that. I think the Tudors actually might have the them in the show, and it's yeah. alarming. <laughs> I think, but interestingly, as, as a modern audience. Okay, but the thing about this, I think this is slightly different though, because if you're watching something like the Tudors, I was going to bring up the Tudors actually, not the Tudors, the TV show in general, but just the era, because it's an era that, at least where I live in the UK it's very well known like you learn about it in school you see paintings like you're constantly seeing history books with these people like these real life people in them so we're very much aware of what they were wearing and how they looked it's not something we have to imagine like everyone knows what henry the eighth looked like whereas if they're made up people in a made up time i think it's a bit different so for me to see 16th century people in Henry VIII's court who we see in paintings all the time and probably know a bit about what they look like even if they wear stuff that looks a little bit odd I'm like no no that that looks legit like what I would expect them to kind of be wearing maybe 
in a show like Merlin, where, like we say, it's more of like a Princess Bride approach of just kind of a mismatched uh, anything goes. Yeah, like to have a cod piece, like when you know it's not real and when there's no real kind of showing of when it's supposed to be would probably be a bit jarring. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I'll definitely get in more into like the time periods aesthetic when it comes to like the girls' fashion because yikes. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. in. <laughs> In particular, I just, I love this duster. I agree, I definitely call it a duster. It's like, I've called it the hunting jacket, because it's just, I mean, I don't know why it would be practical hunting, but he wears it hunting all the time. Like, mm-hmm. that's going to get caught in the brush, but all right. <laughs> we he just wants to look cool. Vest? Stop shaming him. Hang Listen. on, are we talking about the vest or the coat? The coat. The coat. The, coat, the like, long one that goes all the way to the floor. He wears that hunting? I've never noticed before. Not like... He definitely wears the short one hunting a lot, Yeah. he has gone out into the woods and, like, the long one, and I'm like, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> I love that you clapped the long one you were saying that. <laughs> I don't feel like... <laughs> it is so interesting, though, isn't it? Because I didn't even think of the Wild West comparisons until you, you brought it up, Diane, and now that I'm yeah. thinking about it, it does completely make sense, like, the way that he's kind of walking, and, you know, I don't know as much about costumes as you guys, and I think the average viewer probably doesn't as well, but you'd think that there would be, so, like there would be something about us that would go, no, that doesn't look right. Like that sh- like that doesn't look like it belongs there. Like we have some gut reaction to things, even though we don't know anything like in terms of specific knowledge, we do tend to know when things don't look right. And yet people kind of accept it, which I guess is a really like powerful thing on behalf of the show that no one watched the show and went, no, that, that doesn't look like it should be there. Even though, like you said, it has no business working in a show like Honestly, this because it's, it's a cowboy coat. I think it's a cowboy coat. Um, wait. This is we're talking about. This is Valiant that we're talking about, right? The long, yes, the long episode coat. two. I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah Isn't that? Um, I'm trying to remember. Isn't that? Oh God, I'm terrible. That's that is the episode in which Morgana wears the red dress, right? Um, I she wears the red dress. Attention. In the first episode first, like in, right. the, yeah, no, in, the in the banquet okay maybe no. by the time maybe by the time we got to the second episode we were already so um jarred by by that dress that we, we didn't like, notice no way that that coat fine that's fine <laughs> yeah. now it's not whatever the hell nothing she it's was also, wearing you have to admit that he does look really good in it and that it yeah. makes him look taller than he is i mean he's he's not a short person but like um, it just—it's just, uh, it's just yeah. what a long coat does, right? It makes you look yeah, taller yeah. than you are, and it's just—it's yeah. a—it's a really good look on him. So people were like, you know what? Also, people are much more forgiving towards male characters than female characters in their costume choices because yeah. female characters get so judged on their appearance, and for male characters, people don't look at their costumes too much unless they're objectifying them, like I do. Yeah. So <laughs> you know. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, true. I also just like at one point, I think it's the coat only exists in like seasons one and two, and then it gets nixed. So I think at one point it probably was noticed how out of place it did look. Um, because I mourn its loss all the time, like Merlin's bracelet. I wanted to uh, also note that the brown coat that uh, the duster coat that Arthur wears is a very similar cut to Merlin's coat. Aww. It is. It's just longer, but it has a very similar long. like 
Mandarin collar and just like drop sleeves and there's nothing going on, like no closures yep. in the front. It just hits yep. the floor. Yeah. It, I was just looking at screen caps and they look very nice standing next to each other. <laughs> like just aesthetically speaking, like I like the coats, the fact that they look so similar while standing next to each other in frame was really nice. I didn't even pick up on the similarities. Mm-hmm. They look yeah, but they look really, really good together for sure. And I love the long coat, despite whatever inaccuracies it might have, and it swooshes so well. So yeah. Kathy, oh, yeah. who is also a cosplayer. Hi Kathy, if you listen, I don't know if you do, but she made a uh, version of this coat. Um I don't know if she made both, but I know she made a female version for her Lady Pendragon and it's so cool. <laughs> it's such a cool coat. So yeah, very popular with cosplayers clearly. Yeah. Well, the, okay, the next episode that has a new outfit isn't until episode four, because the duster coat shows up in episode three, and that's all that was different. Uh, episode four, we've got your favorite, the red suede jacket with the metal studs. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it, and I never will like it, but that's fine. It's red, and it goes... I mean, I think it kind of goes unnoticed, actually, in this episode for me, because there's um, a lot of red and blue going on because of the banquet, so I actually don't notice it as much. And he does spend most of the episode in chainmail because he's off on his quest, so... You know, he can he can have this one. It's fine. (laughs) I'm looking at a screen cap, and also when he's wearing it, he's wearing that, like, vibrant red tooth necklace. Like yes, um, like I assume would probably be made out of some type of gem and metal. Why? Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So but the studs. <laughs> yeah, but the studs. I, I honestly, I really like this outfit. I, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite outfits of authors, and anytime he's wearing it, I'm happy. <laughs> so. So there you go. Fair. I mean, I know a lot of people really like the outfit, so yep. I'm I am definitely, you know, not gonna. I mean, I have a favorite outfit of mine of his too, and I'll get to it when you mention it. Um, yep. It's not this one, but I still <laughs> you like it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So and he and that episode, he also wears a brown jacket from episode one. So they're starting to recycle outfits already. <laughs> So, oh, I mean, that's that's somewhat realistic, right? That they yeah. wear, I mean, at least jackets. Yeah, they wouldn't have had a lot. You you no. wear your jacket, the same jacket all the time. Yeah, basically yeah. until you run it into the ground and then you try to patch it. Yeah. yeah. So, Which is very okay. pretty to look at if you ever get to look at, like, old-fashioned up close. You look at, like, whatever patchwork detailing they did was really, really pretty. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So the next, oh, then we don't get new ones for a while. Episode five is the chain mail and the red suede jacket. Episode six is the brown jacket from episode one and the duster coat. And then finally in episode seven, we get a brown leather jacket with zipper and buckles, sleeveless with a suede collar and shoulders. And you know what? That shows up the most in season five i really like this vest it's one of like any kind of medievalish show i really like this um tunic and sleeveless leather vest combo on any like male character i just think it for me it instantly 
makes me think of some undefined era gone by <laughs> it just it just feels really like i don't know like and and well i mean for like casual occasions i mean or like hunting um they're particularly popular these kinds of costume choices on like you know um people that live in the woods you know like that kind of thing um so you 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 know the kind of characters i'm talking about <laughs> um so I really like it. I don't know how accurate it is. I'm assuming you guys oh. will let us know. God. <laughs> Mine is the zip. Let's just forget the zip. I just mean the general I idea can't. of a sleeveless. I can't. <laughs> I can't forget the zipper. I'm sorry. I'm, I will never forget zippers sure they, on anything. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they just forgot to like get the zipper out of the vest. The zipper wasn't supposed to be in there, but someone done fucked up. Well, I don't know, because if you put a zipper in a vest, you have put effort into putting a zipper into that vest because zippers are annoying and <laughs> I don't know why they thought I'm working on a medieval show and might have put a zipper in it but maybe, you know Disney did the same thing so <laughs> maybe they bought the vest and when oh, they were maybe. modifying it they forgot to to get rid of the zipper they also probably hoped that nobody would watch it as closely as you know like <laughs> I do uh, more pull yeah. them <laughs> Yeah. No one's going to stare at the zipper that badly, but trust me, if I see a zipper in a period piece, I will see it <laughs> a mile off, and I will never stop thinking about it. Uh, I'm ever. still thinking about Beauty and the Beast. I'm, like, not over it. <laughs> oh, was there was a zipper, what, in the live action one? Yeah, she has a zipper in the back of her dress, and it kills me. Wow. <laughs> Every time I see it, I just... I'm so glad there's yet mm. another reason not to watch this movie. Yeah. The other costumes are fantastic. Like, but everything Belle wears, I want to set on fire. But that's we're not talking about that. We're talking about Merlin, preferably which also. Belle and still Connor, we can we can we can talk about it in private one day. You know, you know, I will happily discuss. So, if you're oh ever bored in isolation, call me. Yeah. Like I need to just rant about this. Yeah. But yeah. Um, oh my god. I have never noticed costume details like this, and I feel just terrible because. I, you know, my whole contribution to fandom is visual because I was a vidder for years in the Merlin fandom. But well, I suppose but it's also not like your focus. You're not like thinking about true. costumes all the time. Like I'm constantly yeah, thinking true. about this. Even when I first watched the show, like years ago, I didn't think about these things. Like I didn't. It wasn't until rewatches later when I really started like focusing on making costumes and um, even the historical aspects of it. That's when you start to notice things that are not right. But as a casual viewer, I think a lot of it, and that's why so much has to play to the modern audience, because the casual viewer isn't thinking about these things. Mm-hmm. People like me will, will go look at it a lot, but like <laughs> the casual viewer, not so much. Yeah, which I guess kind of just points out how difficult their job is, because maybe maybe it would be easier just to open up a history book, pick a, pick a date at random, and just go yeah. and research what they were wearing that year, or, or you know, that decade or whatever and just go and make a bunch of costumes from that and maybe that would be the lazy way out in a way but they're doing something maybe more challenging we could argue that they're actually trying to create something that feels reminiscent of something and yet people can watch and go yeah that like that looks like something i could get on board with maybe that's more difficult Uh, i don't know well, I mean, in, like in terms of imagination, right? Because oh. if you're basically recreating costumes that you can find in a history book, I mean, I, I'm sure technically it would be very challenging. But um, as far as just 
making shit up from scratch to kind of appeal like appeal to as many people as possible that's probably really hard yeah my guess is i don't want it anyway (laughs) no no my guess is they probably went to a shop and bought the brown leather vest with the zipper and said screw it nobody's gonna notice yeah yeah, because, like, like so much like, to do. So yeah, like Connor says, it's much harder to put a zipper in than to not put a zipper in. Yeah, you know, went to like a vintage shop, right? Like a vintage yeah. store yeah. and got something. Yeah. yeah. The thing yeah. is, the brown leather vests with a zipper is shows up everywhere after that. In fact, in in like I said, in in season five, he pretty much only wears that and his white shirt of sex. So. The white shirt, not the purple one. The white one. The white shirt of sex. He loves it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm surprised that they didn't at least try to take the zipper out when they were using it on a regular basis. Like maybe they were. Did they think they were like scared they would ruin the the jacket completely? It'd be easier to actually make a new jacket than to take the zipper out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, and look, yeah. looking at that material, it doesn't look like it would hold up to that kind of, like, no destruction. No, <laughs> no not at all. Just You just have to cut it all out and sew it, and then it would just change. But, like, I agree, aesthetically, it could be really pleasing. It's just hard when you take something that's historical and have a zipper in it. But I do get, like, oh, they probably just, you know, snagged it up and altered it, because all the suede pieces are the same color, but the core of the vest is a different color. So, so what do we have next for our well, darling print? Actually, prince? the rest of the season is just the same outfits. Mm-hmm. They Makes show sense. up, they show up again and again and again. There's lots yeah. of duster coats. There's lots of zipper zipper vests. Uh, the red suede jacket shows up a couple of times. So yeah, so they're just recycling things on in the first season. Which again uh, makes sense, and at least Arthur okay. has a wardrobe outside of chainmail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, in season two, episode one, we get the red leather vest that you guys like so much. Well, I so, like it. I don't know about yeah. Alex, but I, I do really like it. Yeah, you sure. do like it. Okay, good. Yeah. I just think it's a really, like, cute color. It's, again, it's not too imposing. That's what I like about it. Because we're okay. going to get to another jacket in a minute. And, like, I don't, I love bright colors, um, that one included. But I like the fact that this is just muted like it's color but it's just i don't know it like and it just makes him look i don't know soft like i just like it on him i think it really suits him i don't know it just i think yeah. it really suits him yeah well uh it's quilted in places uh, near the top and it does have laced in sleeves because later it shows up again without the sleeves so mm-hmm. yeah so they're reusing things yay yes. yeah <laughs> And then the other thing is the blue suede quilted jacket. Oh, this is my favorite. <laughs> high collar, tight sleeves, grommets, laced in sleeves, and a red lining. It's just such a beautiful color. And, like, this yeah. for me is, like, velvet done right, like, in the show. Yeah. It's just, it's not too much. Like, it doesn't look like it's a kid's party outfit is what I'm saying, you know? It looks like elegant and it looks expensive the blue is so nice it's like a really nice blue and with his blonde hair oh my gosh 
I mean, he looks amazing in it. I uh, This is my favourite jacket of his. I wish he wore it every day. I absolutely love it. Can't say enough good things yeah. about it. He wears it quite a few times in season two. I don't know if we see it in season three. It might be a season two exclusive, which is why season two is amazing. But uh, like, uh, I think it's just season two. Yeah. <laughs> it died the same fate as the lovely pink jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure if it's velvet or if it's suede. It's kind of hard Ooh, to tell. Oh shit, you might be right. It might be suede. It's I think a it's suede. It's hmm. it's very soft looking. So yeah. it could be a like a low level uh, velvet or it could be a high loft suede. Oh my gosh, it's like which one is it? <laughs> I don't know. That's so cool. Yeah, I just I mean, does anyone? What does everyone else think about this? Because this is like a really interesting color on him. I mean, we've seen him red a lot, right? We're used to seeing him in red. So even though we've got like the studded red one, which is like really like heavy on the eyes, but you know, we see him in red all the time and we see him in his red cloak later, even more. But blue and like that kind of color of blue as well, that shade of blue, it's just such an interesting thing to put him in. Like, do you guys like it on him? I think he looks amazing in it. Yeah. I think it really brings out the color of his eyes. Yeah. And, and his blonde hair. Yeah, it's just so pretty. Yeah, blue <laughs> is definitely a good color on him. It really is. They should put him in it more, but it's not Pendragon they enough. They should have. They should have made like Camelot a red state, not a blue state. A blue state, not a red state. You mean? Yeah. Sorry, that's what I mean. <laughs> they should have made it blue instead of red. It should have been Mercia. <laughs> Yeah. Camelot should have been Mercia, basically. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, yeah. except you've got the the red dragon of Wales, so you know, red. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, that was really offensive to Welsh people. <laughs> I apologize. I, they have a cool flag. It's, I will say. Listen, I, I love your flag, Welsh people, and your country <laughs> is beautiful, but. <laughs> Camelot should have been blue just so we can see Bradley James wearing more blue. Yes. <laughs> That's basically all I want. Uh, oh. But he wears it a bunch of times throughout the show. I think we see it right at the beginning of season two. And then he wears it a lot in Beauty and the Beast. He wears it a lot. And I guess that's kind of symbolizing how blue he feels inside. Ooh. And it's just, oh, I know. Um, And I don't. I don't remember when he wears it after that, but I do know that he absolutely wore it in uh, episode six and also, I think, Once in Future Queen and also um, definitely Curse of Queen of the Seagull. I think the first time that he shows up in it is uh, during the stable scene when he's, like, waking Merlin up and that was the first time I noticed it. And, yeah, I, I like his season two wardrobe a lot. I think it's just really cool. Yeah. He wears it in episode three... Uh, episode five, six, seven, nine, and twelve. Nice. So, so he wears it a lot. Yay. <laughs> however, however, I'm going to jump ahead to episode five with the blue with the blue jacket because it looked purple Ooh. in part of the scenes. So I wasn't sure if they had made a purple one, purplish one to go with it, but it had the exact same design and the same red interior. So I think maybe it was just the lighting. Possibly. Yeah. Also in episode seven, they took the sleeves off. Ah. So it was the same jacket, but it didn't have the sleeves. So. Interesting. Yeah. And then they put them back on later. So, you know, go figure. (laughs) 
All right. So the next thing he wore was you know, this episode two was the blue cloak, which is obviously Merlin's cloak. Yes. Yes. And we actually talked about that. Um, I wasn't counting the pauldrons, which is the quilted vest that goes underneath the uh, all the chain mail. Mm-hmm. He wears he wears that a cu- in a couple of scenes in episode three. Then I'm looking through my list here to see what the next new one is. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just reused stuff from now on from seasons one and then other outfits. The only other thing I can see other than the, whether the blue, blue suede quilted jacket that looks purple is really purple or not. um, He wears this. Oh my God, this new tunic. For the uh, episode 10, the Sweet Dreams. Mm-hmm. Sweet Dreams? No. Is it Sweet Dreams? Yeah, that's at 10, yeah. Yeah. This new tunic with lots of red decoration on it. And it's I really... Can't, I can't picture it. Oh, Damn. my God. It's awful. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's fair. I need to look it up after we finish recording now. I really <laughs> want to see this. <laughs> it was a tunic, but it had all this like um I don't even know how to describe it. It's like um cording on top of it. And it's all red, so you may not notice it if you're just casually glancing at it, but once I looked at it and saw it and I couldn't unsee it. <laughs> it was forever in my brain. <laughs> it was forever. It was just awful. Oh no. <laughs> And that's the end of season two. He uses the zipper vest a lot, and he uses chainmail a lot. Season four, the only thing that is different is the simpleton outfit. Oh, bless him. Yeah. <laughs> that tiny, tiny thing. <laughs> I can't even objectify him in that. <laughs> because of, because of the the storyline, I mean, I I do objectify his ass in that a little bit, but that's only once he has already regained his his will. But like, yeah, I just that. I find it very hard to look at that and go like like either laugh at it or find it hot that he's wearing very skippy clothes because I'm just like. No, I, I'm so protective of this version of author. I just, I want only good things for him. And then the the last outfit that we see him in is the guards in season five, episode one. Yeah. Or season five, actually. The guards uniform. It has layers of leather on it. It's very typical of a Roman style. Yeah. Uh, leather. And then the yeah. rest of them are boring. It's mostly just the zipper vest and the white shirt of sex. And chain mail. (laughs) And chain mail. Yeah. That's not an outfit. (laughs) I mean, let's kind of talk about that because that was obviously something that we mentioned earlier on how he, yeah, I didn't notice until what I started Melissa and Alex pointed it out that Arthur's wardrobe disappears. And I never noticed it before. And I guess it happens so gradually that you don't really pick up on it. But, you know, Katie, obviously, when she became the villain, basically had no outfit changes. 
Um, Gwen is the only one that had like regular outfit changes once we had season five, but she is the queen and, you know, the female characters, like we mentioned already. But like um, from all the stories that we've been told and Diane, you can kind of, you know, maybe speak more about this because you were there, whereas I wasn't and nor were any of us, I think that with the amount of filming they were doing by the end, do you think that from the stories we've heard from you guys who were there at the time where you'd see Colin running from one unit to another and, you know, just no breaks and no time to do anything, barely film the stuff that they had. Do you think that that was actually the reason why the costumes had to take a back seat? Yeah, I think so. They were, they were uh, filming back to back to back to back. Colin was running all over the place. Bradley was running all over the place. Um, and it, it was frenetic. It was, I don't know how they had time to breathe, never mind eat. So if you're having costume changes, then you're going to have continuity issues, which by the way, they did have some continuity issues because when you go, (laughs) when you go back through the far, far away site and you're going and you're looking at the same scene, like, "Hmm, that's not right. He wasn't wearing that five seconds ago. Um, But, yeah, they I think they had real issues with continuity issues and therefore they tried to make it as simple as possible. That makes sense. And honestly, I'm really surprised that they didn't do it earlier, you know, and I know that the show got more complicated as time went on. But the other part of me also kind of wants to say, having obviously never worked on the show, so I can't obviously say it for sure, but, you know, we we still have 42 minutes of airtime. We're still splitting the filming between Wales and Pierrefond. The majority of the stuff that's getting more complicated is effects mm-hmm. and maybe like locations. But when they're filming on location in France, I'm trying to figure out what has become more hectic by the time we get to season five that is making them have to make these choices where seasons one, two and three, they have time for a nice number of outfits, even though we still have 42 minutes of screen time. Yeah. I mean, were Bradley and Colin just in the story more? Like, is maybe that the only reason that they basically were filming nonstop? Because the sh- the episodes aren't getting longer. So them filming yeah. is th- the same, right? You would think so. But in season five, they didn't film three times at Pierrefall. They only filmed twice. So I think they may have been cramming in more things having to do with. I don't know if their like time to film was shorter in general. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe the castle was giving them less time or something like that. Or maybe the studio was giving them like a limited amount. I think it was probably the studio because I think the castle was perfectly fine with having people there. Mm -hmm. They didn't. They were always happy to see us. Yeah. You know, because they would sell more tickets. That money, way. money, money, money. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's very interesting, though, how much this kind of behind the scenes stuff, I think, impacts on something that, you know, essentially should really just be a story point. Right. Like costumes right. are meant to help tell the story. They should, you know, in theory, be the emphasis in costuming should be what how does it help? push the character story and the story in general it shouldn't be affected by outside factors like that so it's interesting that probably what ended up happening was yeah that you know we get these crummy costume changes simply because of a scheduling problem (laughs) which is kind of really fascinating and i guess in a way it's nice that they kind of phased out gradually where just 
even a diehard fan like me that's been in the fandom for a decade barely noticed until it was pointed out to me casual viewer probably didn't notice in the slightest and i guess it's also lucky that because colin had so few clothing changes anyway both a blessing and a curse because you know it kind of made people go huh he's not really changing his outfit but at the same time when it got to season five he didn't have to change his outfit so it kind of you know worked out for the best i'm curious as to what um again like maybe if alex wants to check this he can if not i can go look myself but specifically in season five when they had so few hours to change costumes um if they just like have him wearing like red all the time or blue all the time or if we do see like that change like if they were because like i can imagine them being like well what's the fucking point of us getting him to put on a different shirt like just just keep him in the same one <laughs> i mean I, ha- I have now made a note merlin's costumes through the seasons so mm-hmm. i might look it up before we record the next episode I'm Happy not promising day. anything. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I've it's on it record. Down at least. <laughs> it's on record. <laughs> it's on record that you're not promising anything. <laughs> exactly. As per usual. Exactly. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it's uh, it's sad that the costumes kind of had to take a back seat. I suppose there were more important things they wanted to focus on, and you know that's fair. When we get to the girls, you know they definitely, you know. Angel definitely has time to shine in terms of, you know, the variety of outfits she has in season five. So that's at least something. It's something different for us to look at. And I do actually think that people notice these kind of things because it's like with a new season of a show, you kind of want a different flavor. And if people are like, and that's a really good visual cue to show people we're in a new season, time has passed, look their clothes are different. I think it's a really nice way to show that. And to Gwen's credit, she's the only one that has it happen every season. (laughs) So, (laughs) so like, that's quite nice that, you know, uh, she does have that. Whereas the others, um, not so much. I mean, we have the subtle ones, like the lovely blue vest for Arthur, but yeah, they're kind of all staying the same. Poor Merlin. (laughs) Well, I, it drove me crazy that Merlin didn't have a new outfit every season. Yeah. It just, yeah. It's <laughs> very frustrating. But then yeah. again, like, I'm yeah. trying to think what they could possibly do with him. Because, yeah, he's a servant and he would have a limit. I mean, Arthur, as a prince, has a very, like, small number of things that he wears. And we've already pointed out that the royal family in Merlin isn't really historically accurate because they wear way too many, like, peasant things right so like imagine that like arthur dresses very casually apart from the like one ornate jacket but take the jacket off essentially all he's wearing is a white tunic so if you then have a servant what else are you going to dress him in like if arthur only wears one shirt like you know kind of maybe a couple of different colors and then the only way he dresses himself up is through his jackets unless you're going to give merlin different colored jackets maybe or give him a brown shirt like, I guess, what what other options did they have? Like, if we look at the other peasant characters, like, if we look at Will, I don't remember what he wears, but it's probably just another beige shirt, right? And yeah, something it's, it's, on top. I think it's trousers and, a sh- like, a tunic-type thing. And that's and a it. jacket. And a yeah. jacket and a hood. Oh, okay. right, he has that, a hood. He's actually more accurate than Merlin is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember the hood now. The hood, yeah. 
Yeah, I and think he's wearing Alien wears the hood, too, so, oh, you know. Yeah. The two times we see Alien, like, ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically, Merlin should have just been a female character, a female witch, and then she would have had so many <laughs> nice <laughs> outfits. Can you imagine? Like, basically, Colin would be Katie if Merlin was a girl, because, you know... Katie basically is the female version of Colin. Like he's Irish. She's got the dark hair and the pale skin and the blue eyes. Um, and so basically imagine Morgana in like really nice servant outfits and that would be Merlin. And then we'd actually have costume changes. Okay. I mean, one thing I have two more things in my, in my list that we could talk about is first of all, most iconic outfits. I mean, uh, Merlin is very obvious with the, uh, like... With the jacket. With the jacket. And, I mean, we already talked about how iconic Merlin's outfits are, even when he wears, you know, depend... Like, it doesn't matter whether his shirt is red or blue. The only thing that stands out is if his shirt is not red or blue. But, like, other other than that, Merlin already is very iconic. But, like... Um, over the seasons, what is the, in your opinion, the most iconic outfit for Arthur? Iconic or favorite? Like iconic. One, we're, we're, getting iconic. Fa- we're getting to favorite after that. Okay, First, okay. Iconic. 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 The one that so other than chainmail. Yeah, we yeah, can't really count the chainmail, but technically, no, the chainmail like... doesn't count. A chainmail is not an outfit. Promotional <laughs> material. <laughs> yeah, I would probably like the one that I can think of standing out in my mind when i think of arthur it would either be one of his vest combinations like the sleeveless vest because we see him so often in that but if i was going to go with something more ornate i'd say the one that like comes to mind is definitely annoyingly the the red studded thing (laughs) yeah because it's red so you've got that kind of like it has the correlation with the cloak and the chainmail even though it's still a casual outfit so definitely like because it's such a bright red it it is the pendragon cloak red so i think and he wears it quite a few times especially in season one so i think like it definitely was like embedded in my brain of like an iconic outfit of his for sure yeah i would i would agree with rocks i really like the red studded uh vest the best jacket that's not what i asked though I asked oh, iconic. I I thought it was most iconic as well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. I could definitely see that because like, yeah, you're right. It's and it's bright, so it stands out in your mind better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's red and gold, and he does wear it a lot. So in, if we have to pick something that's not armor, <laughs> I think I'm inclined to agree with you as well that that one is probably the most like iconic thing that he wears. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I would concur. And now. Favorite outfits, Merlin and Arthur. The official ceremonial robes of the servants of Camelot. TM. <laughs> TM. TM. I mean, yeah. you can't. You can't. And I mean, I like the purple shirt too, I will say. But yeah, the official ceremonial robes of the servants of Camelot are the number one. Like, if I was to pick my favorite piece of clothing for, for Merlin, it would be the, like, the jacket of his that I prefer that's, like, the nicer, like, kind of, like, softer suede with the darker brown i i just i i really like the jacket i just think it looks super different and it's an it's nice on his skin tone and again it disappears after season two so i miss it i mentioned my favorite merlin outfit before and i'm mad only there for like three seconds oh uh, yeah 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 the red quilted one 
Like, I love right. his ceremonial one so much, like, it's just fun, but I just think he looks so much more like what he should be wearing. And so yeah. I love to see it and love to look at it. Um, and of course, Arthur's dusted, like, duster brown coat that doesn't belong there. Love it. Perfect. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, so that's your favorite author outfit then. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, my favorite author outfit, like I said before, is the red quilted studded jacket. And then Merlin's, I probably would go with what Connor said, the uh, the red quilted outfit that he wears for two seconds. It's it just looks like he's supposed to be wearing, like that is what the king's servant should be in. Absolutely. Yeah. More frequently. And then he, he's just like, nah, here's some scrubs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Why did they make it to only wear it that much? Like, yeah. Meanwhile, sure like, like Morgana's servant, who is like not even the queen, like Morgana's yeah. servant gets like a corseted outfit to serve Morgana, and but Merlin, the king's servant, doesn't get anything, and it's like, um, yeah, I, actually looks like a lady in waiting sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I still uh, whatever we'll get there. we'll get there. But yeah. my favorite author outfit is the is the blue jacket, absolutely one hundred percent. I do have a question though about Merlin though, because do you guys have a favorite combination, red shirt and blue scarf, or blue shirt and red scarf? Blue I shirt, actually... red scarf. Same. same. That's what I mean for yeah, my cosplay. Same. I always do blue shirt, red scarf it's like for the cosplay. The red shirt i feel like it's harder when it's, even though i just talked before about how i liked him and arthur in the same brown if you put an arthur and a merlin next to each other and one is wearing all red and then one is also wearing mostly red i get i'm like that's too much red it's too <laughs> and i find the red of his shirt is just not very nice it's not yeah. a nice red it's like a scarlet like off like washed out scarlet red and because the scarf is such a tiny pop of color like it's actually the scarf is also really washed out red like it's not super in your yeah. face um but um it's a nice blue it's normally quite a nice blue and uh yeah there's i prefer more blue than more red what about you alex for merlin yeah I have no preference. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I prefer okay, him well, with no right. scarf at all. I prefer him with no scarf at all and a blue shirt. Let me just point that yeah. out now. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer him with no jacket and no scarf and blue shirt, which is what he is wearing, I believe, in Lancelot and Guinevere during the yeah. um, big uh, speech scene uh, and various other times too but that's always a good look on him and it's a, a look he wears a lot in season two so i'm always happy with that one yeah. what about your favorite arthur outfit then alex um it's a very specific outfit i don't know how many times he wears it but in um lancelot when he goes to fight lancelot with the broom he wears uh, bridges and a red tunic that is like that has like it's like open pretty much down his chest, halfway down his chest. He has this necklace that he only wears a couple of times, if not only in that one episode. I don't remember. And um, that is just a very good outfit. Woohoo! It's like <laughs> I mean. It's both, it's it's kind of sexy, or at least I think it's kind of sexy, but it's also, like, relaxed and casual, so you can, like, so it's also kind of soft. It's soft sexy. It's sexy soft. You know? <laughs> it lets me, it lets me daydream about Arthur. So, it's a good outfit. 
Can I uh, actually complain about one thing with Merlin's outfit? Sure. Is Is he wears it in inappropriate times? If he's scrubbing the floor, why is he wearing a jacket? Solid <laughs> questions. And a scarf. He's like, I gotta get to work. Better sweat as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Gwen wears a corset whilst doing her shit, so I'm really, I'm fine (laughs) with Merlin wearing a jacket. That's fair. I have done, so when I worked at the Ren Fair, I was, uh, this is before I came out and I started my transition, so I was a lady-in-waiting, and you had to wear stays and a corset on top of everything, and still do, like, chores, basically. So I'm, like, following... But they were, like, more functional. Like, I'm not being funny. I don't... I haven't, like, really looked super, like, in-depth into what Angel's, like, wearing. Like, I can't really tell, like, when she's moving. But I don't think that what she's wearing is, like, functional corset, as in underwear, like, to keep everything down and, like, not move. You know that, because she's actually wearing the corset on top of her clothes instead of... Well, yeah, exactly. But also, it's just, yeah, one of those things that it's just... It it's just decorative for the audience. It doesn't she, do. Yeah. Oh, sorry guys. So yes. I do agree. Merlin should be a. I, and when we were talking really early in the episode about like how he doesn't have clothes for the proper weather, one of my favorite lines that he says is like, "How do I know what to pack? Like, will it be hot? Will it be cold? Will it be wet? Will it be dry? Like, why does it matter, Merlin? You have no other clothes." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was thinking of that quote earlier as well. I just oh. couldn't remember I, the entire like, quote. Such a good bickering moment, like of just like. Yeah. That has no bearing on his life. Like Merlin, it doesn't. Yeah. Matter. I know he's packing for Arthur in that moment, but it's like you have and no Arthur clothes. And Arthur doesn't have that many options either. But my favorite, like my, I, like I think I there's a post that went viral on Tumblr that I then saw on Pinterest one time. You know how it is. And uh, it was basically the moment in Once Future Queen where Merlin gives Arthur that bag of clothes. He's like, whose clothes are these? They stink or they itch or whatever. And he's like, they're mine. I wash them specially. And someone wrote underneath, like on the Tumblr post, Merlin, that is not your shirt. You have had one outfit since you came out of your mother's womb and I've never <laughs> seen you wear that. Since it's you true came. though. <laughs> and it's like, don't give him, like, just say they're Gaius's or something. I don't know. But like, don't, they're not your clothes, but... <laughs> Also, if they were Merlin's clothes, they wouldn't fit Arthur. I mean, no. But, I mean, he is longer than Arthur. Maybe it would they'd just be a bit small around the shoulders. All right. Now that we've talked about our favorite outfits and determined the most iconic outfits and also debated how very historically inaccurate all of the outfits are, I think we have finally come to an end of this episode. Can you believe it? I certainly cannot. I don't believe. (laughs) (laughs) That was just meant to be a nice anecdote for the end of the episode. I wasn't trying to derail her. (laughs) I just did not expect it. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) That's fine. That's staying in. I'm not doing it again. She said. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god that's staying in I'm not doing it again title of your sex <laughs> I swear I'm over 30 years old <laughs> lies where's the proof <laughs> you sit upon a throne of lies 
Oh, God. <laughs> we can't get to the end. I'm trying to figure out what I was going to say next. This was, as we said in the beginning, the first part of a three-part episode about costumes. However, until we get to the next part, we will have an episode review in between so you don't get too bored with just costume episodes for the next three months. For this episode, Rox and I were joined by Archaeologist D and by Connor. I wanted to ask you guys first if you wanted to plug your own social media before we leave. I'm on LiveJournal as Archaeologist D, Tumblr, Dreamwidth, Instagram, uh, Twitter. I think I'm Archaeologist One because they somebody else had Archaeologist D. How dare they? How dare they? And that's it. Okay. And Connor? Uh, I'm Babbleville, C-H-E-L-L-E. Um, pretty much everywhere. I think on Tumblr, though I'm not there often. Um, Instagram, and I just got TikTok as well. Ooh. Uh, Ooh, wow. Which I have actually done a few Merlin ones. I haven't uploaded them all yet, but I've nice. put a few Merlin ones up. So, yeah, that's me. Very nice. Rox, see you next. I'm Miss Snowfox. Um, Miss Snowfox cosplays on Instagram. Miss Snowfox with an extra X on Twitter and I'm on Discord a lot so I think you need to actually like ask me what my special ID thing is though and I can give it to you if you want to friend me on there and oh hang on I write fic now (laughs) (laughs) oh I can say that now (laughs) yeah it's not Merlin's fic don't get too excited dear listeners I mean, this is true, but still, <laughs> there there is crossover involved. Me and Connor are proof of that. Um, I am Miss Snowfox on Archive of Our Own, where I am now writing haiku fic. So I don't know, like, go check it out if you like anime. I hope that you enjoy it. This is so exciting. <laughs> this is cool. Um, yeah. So that's me. I'm Miss Snowfox there too. Awesome. I'm Zencredible27 on Tumblr for all kinds of reblogs and Zencredible on AO3 for fix. That's Zencredible with an X at the uh, at the beginning, but you'll have all the links in this episode's post on our website. Anyway, our theme music was exclusively composed by Sidestepping's former listen. All other music and sound effects come from freesound.org. The manip on our cover is by Brolin's Keep, and the cover was made by me. And next month we will do a, we will do an episode review of the tenth episode of the second season, Sweet Dreams. And this time it'll really be just us, probably. No promises. <laughs> All right, guys. I have been incredible. And I'm Miss Snowfox. And our guests were Diane and Connor. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.
Do you still remember how to get rid of extra paragraphs on AO3? Of course not! <laughs> I showed you like three days ago. 